From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Well, we've got a lineup of guest artists today for you here on WIA National News. G'day there, I'm Graham VK4BB. It is the WIA National News for week commencing November 20, just one week away from the big spring VHF UHF field day. Okay, to come in this edition of the news, Jim Linton, VK3PC. We've got Trent, VK4TI, Ewan, VK4ERM. There's Barry, VK3PV, Dale, VK4DMC, Jason, 2LAW, Ono, VK6FLAB, with another one of those queries of his of what use is an F call. And we'll have Justin, VK7Tango, Whiskey, VK4FUQ and, of course, VK3 Delta November. All up and coming in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia. Radio in your inbox. VK1WIA. Now podcasting to the world. The ACMA acts against unlicensed hobbyists. The recent issuing of warning notices and confiscations in four states by the Australian Communications and Media Authority, the ACMA, shows it's serious about infringements by hobby communicators. Under the Radio Communications Act, six individuals were given a warning for their unlicensed operation and two additional warnings of possession of modified amateur radio equipment. The ACMA said all were operating on HF frequencies they were not licensed to use or allocated to the amateur service. A range of non-compliant equipment has also been surrendered to the ACMA. A 70-watt CB radio in Victoria, a 40-watt CB radio and 400-watt linear amp in South Australia, a modified Kenwood handband transceiver from Tasmania, 70-watt CB radio and 600-watt linear amplifier in New South Wales. The ACMA said operating non-compliant or modified radio communications equipment on frequencies bands, contrary to that specified by a licence condition, had the potential to cause serious interference to radio communication services. While the ACMA prefers to educate those who operate outside their licence conditions, it will suspend or cancel licences, issue infringement notices or commence prosecutions for more serious offences. Big jump in digital radio sales. Despite one of the weakest retail markets for many years, sales of digital radios in Australia have recorded their biggest quarterly jump since Christmas 2010. Official data relating to digital radio in Australia was released by Commercial Radio Australia this week, showing close to 100,000 DAB Plus digital radios sold in quarter three of 2011 alone, according to the GFX MarketScope report, bringing the total number of DAB Plus digital radios sold since August 2009 to well over 600,000. DAB Plus making a mark in the marketplace. Already many thousands of contacts have been logged by the special course on VK100 ARV. Terry Murphy VK3UP and Tony Hamling VK3 VTH made 643 contacts over three days. And Terry will sign VK100 ARV this weekend from the Brisbane National Park. Luke Steele, VK3HJ, will have three turns on the roster. Take last Sunday, for example. He worked 457 in 36 DX countries. Keith Proctor, VK3FT, also a DXer, has been quietly working away. 
Peter Freeman VK3 PF and Joe Walsh VK3 XN are both sure to make plenty of contacts. A highlight each Monday is VK100 ARV through the VK3 RML Revita by the SSTV gang. Next weekend, the Sunraysia Radio Group will have it three days. I'm Jim Linton, VK3PC, and you're listening to VK1WIA. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in the ACT region, where it can be heard on our Mount Janini 2 metre and 70 centimetre repeaters, 146.950 and 438.050. On Sunday mornings at 0900 local time, this is Alan, VK1 Whiskey X-Ray. Greetings, Trent, VK4TI here. What a month this has been. Sunspot activity at a high for the cycle, new record scores in the contests, and many new operators experiencing the first taste of great 10 metre openings. After the CQ Worldwide SSB contest came the news that Paul VK4MA had worked over 5,000 contest stations in one weekend. A truly remarkable performance. Well done, Paul. On the topic of contests, I've been working with the various WIA contest managers to set up a standard set of governing rules for WIA contests, and this is almost complete. While the individual contests will all have their own character, terminology is going to be aligned. I've also been fortunate to be involved in some of the local area operators' ideas for ways to improve the WIA, and this weekend will see me in Gympie in discussions with the team from the old gold mining town. Next weekend, I'll be pounding the keyboard in the CQ Worldwide CW contest, and look forward to hearing many stations on the bands. 7-3 to all, this is Trent VK4TI. Back over to the news desk. Greetings from the WIA. This is Ewan VK4RM, considering the summertime of amateur radio. With the warmer months upon us, many of us will be taking the opportunity to escape to the solitude of the bush for weekends or longer periods to enjoy portable operation in locations away from man-made noise and interference. While there, we may well enjoy the company of family, friends, wildlife, on-air contacts and fire. Did I say fire? Unfortunately, I'm not referring to the well-prepared campfire where people stare into the dancing flames and glowing embers solving the problems of the world, but those uninvited fires that arrive with terrifying rage and devastating effect. Equally, it can be your campfire blazing beyond practical need spiralling embers downwind to trigger spot fires in your area. Sadly, raging bushfires have caused human tragedy and property loss in most parts of Australia for hundreds of years. Many of us are experienced in assessing operating and campsites for fire and other hazards, but we cannot always assume that those with us understand the requirements, nor our mental planning, so it is very much the responsibility of the experienced person, whoever that may be, to ensure fire safety in the field is understood and applied by all present. Just as we have load lists for our radio gear and tools, our camp and feeding needs, so too should we have a load list and plan for fire prevention and management around our site. Here I do not intend, nor do I have time, to cover all aspects of fire prevention and management, but simply to prompt your thoughts and action on what you should attend to in your circumstances before heading out bush and when you get there. Perhaps the first thing for your consideration is the weather forecast for the region you intend to go to 
and that comes down to risk assessment. If there is a high fire danger and hot dry winds forecast, is it really worthwhile taking the risk of going? Is there an alternate route out of the site you have chosen should it be needed to be taken to escape any fire threat? Do other people, family or friends know exactly where you will be and when you are expected to return? Just make sure you go to where you say you will and don't wander off elsewhere and also return when you say you will if you are unable to notify them otherwise. At your campsite, have you established a fire point with extinguisher, beater, metal rake and sprayer? Seems a lot, but gold when you need them. Have you briefed everyone on where it is and assigned tasks to each of them in the event of a campsite fire or approaching fire? Is your generator and fuel sited downhill from the rest of the camp? Does everyone who needs to know understand how to refuel and conduct generator checks? How do you know they know? Are all vehicles facing the exit route? It may seem trivial, but if a major blaze is about to engulf you, then every split second counts. A wealth of further information is available from government internet sites in all states of Australia. I encourage you to gather the information and develop your fire prevention and management plans for your summertime of amateur radio in the great Australian bush. This has been you on VK4RM for the WIA board. The summer edition of Amateur Radio magazine. Has the club grant scheme run its course? That is the question posed by the WIA president, Michael Owen, VK3KI. He traces the efforts made to support the clubs. The 2011 grant committee report is disappointing. Michael, VK3KI, explains in detail and well worth a read. The WIA historian, Peter Wolfenton, VK3RV, talks about the centenary last year. And from the centenary convention is Justin Giles Clark, VK7TW, on modern communication technologies and techniques. Reports include the Science Alive display by the Elizabeth Amateur Radio Club from Paul Schultz, VK5FPAW. Darcy Hancock, VK5RJ, an old-timer, sits with his new Kenwood TS590. And the Morse code is revisited in Foundation Corner by Ross Pittard, VK3CE. More on the December issue of Amateur Radio Magazine next week. A service to the WIA members and available at selected newsstands. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3 Papa Victor, and you're listening to VK1 WIA. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. VK2 in hands across Australia, the next and final Trash and Treasure for the year will be held on Sunday the 27th of November. The usual venue in VK2, 63 Quarry Road, Dural happens from 9.30am. Major items available are posted on the ARNSW website, Disposals Equipment, at www.arnsw.org.au and new material has been added recently. The barbecue will be available for brunch, late breakfast or lunch and in the afternoon there'll be the regular homebrew and experimenters group lecture. VK3 and Victorian National Parks are on the air. Declared National Parks on air this weekend under the Keith Roger Memorial National Parks Award and part of the Amateur Radio Victoria Centenary. They include the Brisbane Rangers, Heathcote Greytown, Chiltern, Mount Pilot, Barmer, Dandenong Rangers, Greater Bendigo, 
Bobor, Warby Ovens and up to three in the southwest of the state. At two of the national parks, expect to hear the special call sign VK100ARV. A regular participant is Peter Fraser VK3ZPF. He's also indicated activating Mount Buffalo and Burrower Pine Mountain on Monday and Tuesday respectively. A full list is posted on the amateurradio.com.au website and no doubt when you read when you read that you'll get the correct pronunciations. I think Jim sent me this list of to me strange place names much like they used to do from uh, Townsville and Gavin had send me places that uh, just absolutely had me tricked up. Speaking of Gavin up in the north Let's go a little further north and a little bit to the west, and it's to Dale, VK4DMC. G'day again from the Atherton Tablelands. This is Dale, VK4DMC, for the Tablelands Radio and Electronics Club, Trek in far north Queensland. Trek members are planning for the VHF UHF Spring Field Day contest to be held on the 26th, 27th November. We will be operating from Halloran's Hill, which is located only 1.5 kilometres from the centre of Atherton. Grid locator is Quebec Hotel 22, Romeo Romeo. This contest is always a lot of fun and allows operators to see just how far they can work on the higher bands. Frequencies to be used by Trek will be 6 metres, 2 metres, 70 centimetres, 23 centimetres and 3 centimetres. Some club members will also be operating from other locations around the Atherton Tablelands during the contest. From 4 to 7, the Northwest Tasmanian ATV Group. The next general meeting of the club is scheduled for Saturday, December 3, at the home of Bob VK7 MGW and Ursula VK7 FRO. At the last meeting, it was resolved to not have a formal Christmas dinner this year, but to have a barbecue luncheon evening at the conclusion of next general meeting. Bob informs all that he has the barbecue facilities in top shape and that both Ursula and himself are looking forward to being hosts for members and friends. That's in Burnie. Radio and Electronics Association of Southern Tasmania, the Christmas car boot sale and end of year festive day, Sunday, December 4. Immediately after the broadcast, Reist will be holding an end of year get together and that will combine a car boot sale and an end of year barbecue as well as other delicious foods and a giant Christmas hamper will be up for grabs. Put it in your diary, it's bound to be a great day for members and friends of the club. Reist. If you're in the top half of the territory, you're listening to this news broadcast from VK1WIA via the Darwin Amateur Radio Club station VK8DA and heard Sunday mornings at 9am local time. Transmitting on 146.900, the Palmerston repeater, which requires a 123Hz tone to access it. On HF, we transmit on 3.555 in the 80m band, 7.193 in 40m band, 10.137 in the 30m band, and 14.337 MHz in the 20 metre band. This is Spud on behalf of the Darwin Amateur Radio Club. You're listening to VK1WIA. The Wireless Institute of Australia paves the way for new amateurs to our bands. I'm Jason, VK2LAW, with Education, Youth and Advancement of Amateur Radio. Amateur Radio Assessments and Training. Persons in the northwest area of VK7 interested in training and assessments for all classes of amateur radio licenses are advised that the Northwest Tasmanian ATV Group can provide these requirements and much more. 
Maybe someone wishes to upgrade. Well, the club has the appropriately trained personnel with facilitators from the radio and electronics school who can attend to all requirements should candidates so desire. For more information, please contact the club's learning organiser, Tony VK7 Alpha X-Ray, or the club. Contact details can be found on the club website or wia.org.au under VK7 Clubs. Now ahead of international news, we ask the question, what use is an F-call? To answer, here is Ono. Recently I got to thinking about this hobby of amateur radio. It's not like other hobbies I've had in the past. It's different in so many ways that it took me a little by surprise. When I played with Lego, electric trains or on my home computer in my teens, I was a hobbyist. I spent time, effort and money on my hobbies. When I came across another enthusiast, I exchanged ideas and findings and carried on with what I'd learned. Sometimes we combine efforts, and I recall making a huge railway yard in the attic with about six friends, each of our tracks hand-marked to prevent inadvertent ownership transfer. With the age of the internet, you'd expect that you'd see an evolution beyond that. You'd see people getting together in communities and sharing their hobby. While this does happen, much more than when I was a teenager, there are hundreds of places for each hobby, most of them insular and self-contained, region-specific, language-specific, whatever. Amateur radio is different. We have a scarce resource that is shared around the globe, our radio bands. When I first turned on my radio, I recall thinking that these bands were huge, infinite. There was just so much to choose from. How would I ever find anyone? Turns out, running your finger over your VFO or programming your radio to do it for you gives you a great sense of what's happening where and when. It turns out that as you start using the bands, you realise that these huge bands are not infinite at all. During some parts of the day, some of these bands are not helpful in getting radio signals out across the countryside. Turns out that people become grouped together in smaller bands at different times of the day. The side effect of this is that all the people with this hobby are all in the same place at the same time, more or less anyway. You get my point, we're all talking together in the same place, all of us, so we have a built-in system to make us participate with each other in the same place. Of course it helps that a large part of amateur radio is to do with communication, so not only do we congregate, we also talk. Other aspects of this hobby that took me by surprise are that it's more encompassing than other hobbies. Amateur radio is about communication and all that this embodies. It's about learning skills, about socialising, about building and testing, about competitions, professionalism. It's unlike any other hobby I've participated in. Amateur radio. What a hobby. Tell your friends. I'm Ono, VK6, Fox Lima Alpha Bravo. International news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate, Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA, Czech Republic. There's some good news and some bad news coming out of the Czech Republic. The use of the band 70.1 to 70.3 MHz will be extended throughout 2012, but unfortunately the 5 MHz experiments will come to an end by the end of 2011. Ronnie Millsap, WB4KCG and his trio to perform Holiday Show in SoCal. 
If you are listening in or near Southern California and have no plans the evening of December 9th, you might consider a trip to the Ceratos Centre for the Performing Arts. That's where country music legend Ronnie Millsap, WB4KCG, and his trio will be performing their holiday show. One of the most popular dinner speakers ever at the Dayton Hamvention, WB4KCG has been honoured for his contributions to the art of country music by the Country Music Association, the Academy of Country Music and Billboard magazine. More about WB4KCG is at his website at www.ronniemilsap.com. Lost in the 50s tonight. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1 WIA. Operational news, I'm Felix VK4FUQ. Special events in on-air contest column, Dateline 2011. November 26 and 27, WIA Spring VHF UHF Field Day. 2012. January, VK Rosshall Memorial VHF UHF Contest. March 17 and 18, VK John Moore Memorial Field Day. June Long Weekend, VK Four Time, VK Shires Contest. July 1st Law Weekend, NZART Memorial Contest. Special Event Stations, DX and Beacon and Net Advice. Old QSL Collection. Jean-Michel F6AJA wants to remind everyone to visit the Les Novelles DX LNDX webpage to see more than 9,500 old amateur radio QSL cards in several different albums stroke galleries. Celebrating the life of Steve Jobs. On the air, keep an ear open for Team HB9ON Radio Group in Switzerland, which is celebrating the life of Apple computer founder Steve Jobs. This by activating the special call HB9STEVE throughout November. Commemoration operations will occur sporadically and will be mostly on CW, but with some SSB. QSL via Logbook of the World, Global QSL, or direct to HB9DHG. See details on qrz.com. Intruder Watch Enforcement Zone. Intruder Nets Friday 0730 UTC 7.065.5 with VK4CEU David. Intruder Watch reports taxis on 28 MHz. Following the flood of low power FM transmissions across the 28 MHz amateur band, the RSGB Intruder Watch has provided the Ofcom monitoring station at Baldock with a number of recordings. It has been confirmed that these transmissions are from taxi operators and this will form the basis of a complaint by Baldock to the Russian authorities. The timing of this complaint is fortunate as Yuli Bilmeyer, DJ9KR, the Joint Coordinator of the IARU Monitoring System, has recently had a reply to a written complaint that he made directly to the Russian authorities. They have agreed to monitor the 28 to 29.7 MHz band with the intention of stopping transmissions from CB and taxi operators. It remains to be seen how this works in practice, but there is now a real possibility that this problem is going to be tackled at the source. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. 
Across Australia from VK1WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In northwestern Tasmania, it can be heard on VK7RMD, the Mount Duncan Repeater, on 146625 at 9am Sundays and 9pm Tuesdays. I'm Winston, VK7EM. Ahead of Media Watch and Special Interest Group News, this week by VK7 Tango Whiskey and VK3 SXR Brian, it's the Q News Workbench, Extra Long Electrical Arcs. The Irish Radio Transmitter Society report researchers in New Zealand have developed a new lower voltage method of generating extra long lightning-like electrical arcs. The arcs are created when an electrical impulse is applied to a thin copper wire that subsequently explodes. By jump-starting the arcs using exploding wires as opposed to the traditional method of directly breaking down air, researchers reduced the amount of voltage needed to create an arc of a given length by more than 95%. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. 40 metre rebroadcast in VK7 on the move. In VK7, for at least the last 40 years, there's been a 7090 MHz broadcast each Sunday morning. And since about 2004, this broadcast has only been the local VK7 regional news from around 9.30. Following feedback and discussion with our 40 metre rebroadcasters here in VK7, we've decided to broadcast both the WI National News and VK7 Regional News each week from today, starting at 0900 hours. This will also coincide with a move to the preferred 40 metre segment from the WIA band plan. We've looked at the band plan and the 40 metre frequencies in use by other states' broadcasts and come to the conclusion that 7.140 MHz is the safest option, as the only other state to use this is VK6 in a very different time zone. So from today, the 20th of November, the 40 metre VK7 broadcast will begin at 0900 and feature both the WI National News and then at 0930 the VK7 Regional News broadcast on 7140 kHz. And as always, feedback is welcome. And 73 from Justin, VK7 Tango Whiskey. Thanks, Justin. Now ahead of Special Interest Group's news and continuing with Media Watch, the Hindu newspaper is reporting on radio amateur B.L. Manohar, VU2UR, who has been licensed since 1967. The paper says, When all cell phone towers have fallen down, landlines broken, satellite dishes damaged, as often happens during an earthquake or tsunami, amateur radio operators are the only ones who can provide emergency communications. This fact is very often forgotten. Worldwide Special Interest Group's IOTA. Islands on the Air Award enthusiasts have the opportunity to work a new one until November 25th as 7Z7AA comes up from Jabal al-Lith Island in the Red Sea. IOTA reference number is AS191 and QSL info is via 7Z1CQ. Only nine months left before International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. With 80 registrations for next year's International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend, some 15 countries are committed to this 48-hour fun event. 
Australia remains in the lead on 27, followed by Germany and the US, both with 11. Others include Argentina, Denmark, England, France, Honduras, Italy, Netherlands, New Zealand, Poland, Scotland, Sweden and Wales. The event began in 1998 and has steadily gained in popularity. In August this year, it had a record 470 entrants, including 19 light ships in 55 countries. To find out more about the 15th International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend of August the 18th and 19th, 2012, check out the guidelines, make a registration or look at what's on offer, then visit the website www.illw.net. And to rescue radio, Maritime Mobile Net in a Crew Rescue. The South African Maritime Net assisted in the rescue of the crew of the sailing vessel Wizard, which had belonged to Jerry Boshoff, ZS6SUN. The yacht struck a submerged container. Jerry had maintained regular contact with the SA's Maritime Net, which enabled Graham Griggs, ZS2ABK, to supply the Maritime Authorities with much-needed information. The crew was saved and taken aboard a tanker, which had been diverted to the spot where the sailing vessel sank. Mark Steed, the MRCC duty controller, passed on a note of thanks from the father of one of the crew. He told Graham, From the MRCC side, we thank you for your invaluable assistance in making this rescue a success. It is a sterling service you provide, and our relationship is much valued and appreciated by MRCC. The Italian and Turkish HF emergency operations have completed. The IARU Region 1 website reports that the use of HF for relief operation in Italy and Turkey has finished. The use of HF frequencies by RNRE in Italy for the flooding in the northwest of the country and TRAC for the earthquake in Van province of Turkey has finished. Thanks to all amateurs who kept the frequencies clear for emergency traffic. That's all from me, Brian, VK3SXR. Thanks, Brian. Well, that takes us to the end of WIA National News, the news for broadcast the 20th of November 2011. I'm Graham VK4BB. We'll do it all again next week. And until then, walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported... You decide.